Blog Talk Radio. Tuned into the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. We are in full markout mode over here at the Ken Reedy Show studios. The wrestling world is has been taking taking fire. Hulk Hogan back in the WWE. So much to talk about tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. We got Elimination Chamber tonight. We're in WrestleMania season. So many things going on. We want to hear from you, 347-838-9815. That is the number to call to talk wrestling. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. You want to go on there, let us know what you're thinking about tonight. Also, check out Mick Foley wrote an open letter to the WWE about tonight's pay-per-view. We got it posted over there on the Facebook. Check it out. What do you think about Mick Foley and what he's got to say going into Elimination Chamber. Check us out on Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show our, is our handle. And as always, you can go over to our website, check out our website. That is thekenreedyshow.com. So head over there and check that out. We have so much to talk about, jam-packed show. Remember, tomorrow night, as if it can't get any bigger, Hulk Hogan on Monday Night Raw, Undertaker's coming back. The WWE Network will be online tomorrow, and now a WWE correspondent, legendary, legendary journalist, Bill Apter, 
is going to be on the program right to start off. We're doing we're starting at a special time tomorrow night, six o'clock, and Bill Apter is going to give us his take on on the network and and what that means for pro wrestling. Hulk Hogan's return. He did a great article on WWE.com about Sting. Go over to WWE.com, check out that article. We'll have Bill Apter on tomorrow night to discuss all these great things going on in the world of professional wrestling. So many things to get to, so many things to talk about. Could not even remotely dream of trying to get it done on my own. And that's why I've got to have my tag team partner. He is on the line. Dave, great that night to be a wrestling fan. How are you doing this evening? So, uh, I'm ready. Big pay-per-view, big news coming out of the wrestling world this week, so uh, let's get right into it. Crazy stuff. You know, we got so much to talk about and a lot of positivity going on. Um, unfortunately, we do have some, some negative stuff to, to bring to you, so, uh, uh, you know, I'd like to just, just get that out of the way. Um, uh, unfortunate news broke this morning. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts uh, found a, a, a growth behind his knee. It turned out to be cancerous. So uh, a guy who is seemingly uh, battling every step of the way as he goes through his life. He's got another battle uh, that he has to take on, unfortunately diagnosed with cancer. Um, you know, it, it's pretty vague as far as the extent. If it's spread, hopefully it's not. Um, and, and hopefully Jake the Snake, you know, it's great. it's been great to see his progression as of late, getting his life in order uh, with DDP, getting clean, going into the Hall of Fame this year. So, uh, Here's a guy that it seems like life just keeps beating him down and he keeps uh, battling back, and, and we wish him the best uh, on this newest battle and uh, hope him hope for him a, a speedy, speedy recovery. Um, the other unfortunate news we got this week in the world of professional wrestling, uh, the unfortunate passing of uh, Big Daddy V, Viscera, Mabel, uh, you know, however you, you, you knew him, uh, big guy suddenly uh, passed away. Uh, our condolences. Uh, from the Ken Reedy Show to uh, Viscera's family, any family and friends, uh, just a major tragedy. And you know, I, I'm never, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I was a huge Viscera fan or whatever. But I always liked what he brought to the table, and he was a guy that, you know, you know, a lot of wrestlers are not able to do this, but he was a guy who was able to consistently reinvent himself. Uh, big guy moved pretty well for a guy his size. Uh, went through uh, a lot of different incarnations, uh, you know, joining the Ministry of Darkness, being uh, Mabel, being Viscera, being Big Daddy V. Um, so very sad news. Unfortunate news again. Uh, condolences to uh, all family and friends uh, with Viscera. Uh, Dave, your th- your thoughts on on these uh, sad news that we've gotten this week? Well, as far as uh, Jake the Roberts goes. Um you know, I'm, I'm very happy to see that he's getting his life in order. He's cleaning up, and this is just a, it's just a minor setback for him. Yes, cancer is a serious, you know, serious thing in life, but uh, I personally believe he'll he'll get through it. And uh, you know, he's very determined to get his life back on track. And I'm pretty sure that he's not um, going to let cancer get in the way of that. As far as the passing of uh, Viscera, King Abel, Big Daddy V, it's very sad. I had the pleasure on two occasions to uh, to, to hang out with him. Um, 
at a couple of independent wrestling shows and after the shows as well. Very nice guy. Uh, first time I met him, we had great conversations about the wrestling business. He told me some, some pretty cool stories about things that he had done. Um, he, he talked about the reinventing of the character. Um, that's what helped his longevity in wrestling in WWE. And he said that, um, you know, he, he told me personally that Vince McMahon loved big guys. In fact, his quote was, Vince McMahon would get hard for big guys. And he was always welcome back in the WWE at any time. Um, and he, to, to work with, you know, he worked with he worked with Undertaker a lot. So, um, and Undertaker requested to work with him on numerous occasions throughout his runs in WWE. So, um, yeah, some pretty cool stories like that. And just overall, very nice guy. And then a few months later, I went to an indie show that he was on, and he was uh, he signed autographs during the intermission. And I remember walking by his table, and he was taking pictures with some people in line. And after he took a picture, I walked by, and he looked at me and just pointed at me. And then later, we went out to a bar afterwards and had a few drinks, and he uh, he had mentioned me. You know, he said, I remember hanging out with you, talking with you a few months back. Blah blah blah, and just overall nice guy, very genuine, um, and uh, made made some, uh, some some solid contributions to the wrestling business, and will sorely be missed. Yeah, just sad news. It's funny, you know, and he seemed like such a great guy. I only had the occasion really to meet him once, and I can't say that you know had any extended conversation with him. But uh, you know, a friend of our show, uh, Cameron Carlos, had the. Uh, the pleasure of actually having to, to transport him from uh, the first HOH show and just uh, didn't have enough positive things to say about him. Just uh, a very nice guy, very cordial. Uh, had to stop at, at, a, at a drive-thru and uh, treated Carlos to some McDonald's. So, uh, you know, just seemed like a really nice guy, a good guy, a talented uh, competitor, and uh, he will sorely be missed. So, uh, again, condolences from us out to uh, Big Daddy V's family. So, um you know, some sad news this week in the world of professional wrestling, and as we uh, try to transition out of that, um, you know, some crazy news. Uh, you know, we've been, you know, Dave, we've speculated for a while um, with Hogan's contract in TNA, uh, it being WrestleMania 30. Um, you know, it seems like we, we've been speculating on this for, for a long time. You know, could it happen? Would it happen? Should it happen? Um, you know, and, you know, every, as time went by, it seemed like it just became closer and closer to actually being a reality. And, uh, you know, this week TMZ winds up breaking the story. Uh, the WWE follows up with an official statement and coming into WrestleMania 30, big anniversary for WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, no no disrespect intended to Shawn Michaels, uh, but if, if the moniker of Mr. WrestleMania wasn't taken, it probably should go to Hulk Hogan, a guy that, uh, you know, was there building this product from the ground up, so to speak. You know, if, if Vince McMahon was uh, the quarterback, Hulk Hogan was the stud running back, and, and they took over this wrestling business together, for my money, the, the best ever. Uh, arguably the most recognizable name in the history of professional wrestling. And uh, on a lot of levels, he's coming home. Uh, he's gone off and done other things, but he's going to be back in the WWE. He's going to be back hosting WrestleMania. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm downright giddy right now. Uh, I am in full markout mode. Uh, you know, we, we sit here and we try to be unbiased and we're critical at times. We're, we're positive at times. Uh, and we really try to come out here and, and just, 
you know, give you a, a real, like, educated view on the world of professional wrestling and dissect things and what have you. But, I, I'm, I, you know, not with this. This is all positive. I am totally excited. I am downright giddy. I'm going to be in New Orleans, and, and I'm just I'm going to instantaneously uh, be a child again once the real American hits at WrestleMania and I'm in New Orleans and the crowd goes nuts. I'm, I'm going to be instantly uh, transported back to my childhood. I, I could not be more excited knowing I'm going to be at WrestleMania, knowing that Hulk Hogan is going to be a part of it, and knowing he's going to be on, on Monday Night Raw uh, tomorrow night. It was just, for me, like, I... I I literally, like, when I heard the story, and it broke, and it finally was posted, because I didn't even want to believe it when I saw it from TMZ. It, it had to be, like, once it was on WWE.com, then it was real for me. And I was at the point where, like, you know, you, you kind of forget that, you know, wrestling fans were, all, were our own little exclusive kind of club. Like we, we all, And I wanted to go up to Perfect Strangers and just be like, did you hear about Hulk Hogan? And I know they would have thought I was crazy, but I'm in the supermarket. I wanted to walk up to people and be like, Hogan's going to be at WrestleMania. That's awesome. But I, I didn't. I was able to control myself. But uh, I, I'm just I'm, I'm very excited. And, again, I, I am admittedly a full Hogan mark. And uh, I can't wait to see him tomorrow night on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Everything you said and then some. I totally agree with you, Ken. I mean, he's he's the reason why I I uh, I, I started watching wrestling and I became a huge wrestling fan. He was a larger than life um, superhero to me when I was a child. A lot of things that he you know that, that part of his character that he instilled was in the fabric of America that I grew up watching. You know, with Hulk Hogan, it was just. I, it's very surreal that he's going to be a part of WrestleMania, part of the WWE again. I didn't think it was going to happen a year ago, but knowing that you know we're going to be making the trip down to New Orleans and we're going to be a part of WrestleMania weekend, and he's going to be a part of it as the host, um, just his association with this big milestone WrestleMania is big enough. I mean, to me, he doesn't have to wrestle. He doesn't have to, uh, you know, to, to, to be involved in a storyline and match. He could just come out, cup his ear, pose. They could play the music, and I'll be, and, and he could rip the shirt off, and that would be just perfectly fine with me. I would have gotten my money's worth and then some to have him there. Like I'm, I'm just really excited. You're you're in full mark out mode. So am I. I can't wait. Um, and whatever else that they add on to this, um, you know, to, to, to Hulk Hogan being a part of WrestleMania will just be like a cherry on top of the Sunday. Yeah, and when it comes to Hogan, you know, it's funny. Like, a few years back, and, and I know that Hogan has become one of those guys that, you know, there are certain fans that just don't like Hogan, and they, and they hate on Hogan, and, you know, and it's, you know, TNA was going to rise to, to extreme prominence and, and, you know, take over the world, but Hogan and Bischoff ruined that, and, you know, it's, you just hear this stuff, and, and there's a lot of criticism out there. Um, you know, not not from this fan. I, I recognize, you know, to me, Hogan is an all-time great. Um, but I will say this. Like, I'm hoping that this is it. I, I'm hoping he's he's come home and he's come home for good. I understand, you know, say what you will about Hogan and what he does. You know, you, you heard, you know, the stories years ago that, you know, Vince McMahon offered Hogan a contract, a lifetime contract, where, you know, he basically Vince, you know, Hogan would be getting paid. But Vince and the WWE would, would basically own Hulk Hogan. They'd own that. They'd own Hulkamania. They, you know, and I, and I get it. You know, it, it's, it, Hogan, 
had as much to do with, with building the Hulk Hogan character as Vince McMahon did. I mean, they, they built it together. They built this, uh, this, this industry together. Uh, you know, I understand that Hogan maybe thought he, he had some, some more things he'd like to accomplish and wanted to be able to go elsewhere and still be Hulk Hogan and still use Hulkamania and, and, and market T-shirts and whatever. You know, at this point, at, at his age... You know, I, I really don't want to see Hulk Hogan bouncing around again. I, I'm hoping that this is it, uh, whatever way they use him. Um, I hope he stays now with the WWE. Uh, you know, now it becomes, you know, he's hosting. He'll be at Raw. He's going to host WrestleMania. But now the speculation is, what else? What else do you do with a Hulk Hogan? What else do you do moving forward? Um, you know, one of the things with this network coming into play uh, you know, who better to be an ambassador, uh, a host for certain shows than a guy like Hulk Hogan? Um, you know, to me, he's perfect. And there's so many ways you could use him. I mean, he could he could host a, uh, you know, best of the 80s. He could host a WrestleMania f- uh, throwback show. There's so many uh, ways he could he could be the guy that does the, the talk show circuit for the network. Uh, there's so many ways you could use Hulk Hogan uh, effectively. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. I, I just hope that he's here to stay. I hope, you know, whether he's on Monday Night Raw week in and week out or we see him every couple of months or if he's just a staple on the network and we don't see him on TV, uh, I'm just really in a place where I'm hoping that he is here to stay. But I, I think it's the speculation is where how else do you use him? What else uh, do you use him for? And, and, you know, interesting, you know, and this is just – me spitballing, I mean, it's out there, the rumor central, you know, and you hear a lot of the speculation about, you know, the Hall of Fame and, you know, the next few members to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I did read one story this week where, uh, you know, there was talk of The Rock potentially being a name added to this Hall of Fame class. Um, you know, maybe Hulk Hogan's a guy that could induct The Rock into the Hall of Fame. I know maybe you look at conventional wisdom would say, we'll have his dad induct him, but you know, Hogan and, and Rock, you know, had a great match at, at WrestleMania 18. Uh, you know, why not, uh, you know, have Hogan induct him? You've also heard speculation that Scott Hall could be going into the uh, the Hall of Fame. You know, perhaps Scott Hall doesn't go in as Scott Hall and you induct Hogan, Nash, and Hall as, as the core members of the NWO and the NWO goes in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, I, I mean, Dave, let the speculation begin. Uh He's he's going to be on Raw. He's going to be the host at WrestleMania. But where else do you slot in Hogan? Well, I mean, I I like the idea of him if if Hogan were to go into the Hall of Fame again with Hall and Nash as the NWO. I like that idea. I don't think it would work well this year. And the only reason why I say that is because he's the host of WrestleMania. He's already got a big enough role for that weekend as it is, the ambassador for WrestleMania 30. So I think it would be a little too much Hulk Hogan getting jammed down our throats because there are other aspects There can never be too much Hulk Hogan. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. But (laughs) I think it it would be cool, but just not this year. I, I think if you're going to induct Hall and, and Nash, you induct them together as the outsiders. You can induct them as a, as a unit, as a tag team, if you wanted to do that. Um, 
I mean, there had been talk of inducting the WrestleMania one main event of Hogan and Mr. T with Jimmy Snuka versus Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, and Cowboy Bob Orton, the main event of the very first WrestleMania. Um, so maybe maybe you wouldn't duck Hogan in there. I mean, it, it, in the Hall of Fame in that sense because of that match. Um, there's been rumors that there's talk of him possibly becoming the general manager of Monday Night Raw. Um, those rumors have just became relevant this week after there's been stories that Sting, who has been rumored to be joining the WWE at some point, either during WrestleMania or after WrestleMania, hasn't signed a contract yet. And there was talk of making Sting the general manager of Monday Night Raw and then leading to a couple of big matches, and then eventually next year at WrestleMania in California, because Sting is a California guy, to have Sting get inducted into the Hall of Fame and have one huge match at WrestleMania. Of course, Undertaker's name is going to get dropped in that conversation too, but that's a whole different story. So uh, Hogan being an ambassador for the network, hosting a few shows, being interviewed for some content, um, he's all over that network as far as the, the, the content goes and where he's wrestled. I mean, AWA, WCW, the WWE, you know, he's all over it. And he's, he's probably the most recognizable figure in wrestling history and in the WWE alone. So I can see him being a part of having a lot to do with that. Um, the general manager will, if, I mean, that's if he's willing to put in all that time and if they're willing to, you know, I guess you say work around his schedule because he does things outside of wrestling too. You know, we saw Hogan in that Radio Shack commercial for the Super Bowl. He's got, um, you know, he's got his beach shop that he uh, that he helps run. He's got a restaurant that he's involved in. I mean, he does a lot of things. And you know, you mentioned earlier about the WWE owning the Hulk Hogan name. Um, you know, Hogan is a big proponent of making money off of his name and having control over it. I mean, just over a year or a year or two ago, I believe, Post Cereal, I don't know which uh, flavor or brand of the Post Cereal, but Post Cereal had a character in likeness of Hulk Hogan, wasn't named Hulk Hogan, but was pictured on this ball. I think it was Cocoa Krispies or something. I forget what the story was. But Hulk Hogan sued Post Serial and won because they had a likeness, a cartoon likeness of his character, of his gimmick on their cereal box and won. I mean, so I, I think he's going to, I don't think he would be full-time, full-time with WWE, but I think he'll make sporadic appearances, be a part of that network a lot. Um, Maybe make, you know, a guest appearance at a pay-per-view as a referee or being in somebody's corner, a special enforcer. Of course, everyone's going to talk about dusting off the old boots and getting them in the ring to wrestle. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't see it happening. But in wrestling, you never say never. So there's a lot that can be done right now, especially with this network launching tomorrow night that, that can involve Hulk Hogan and have them be a part of it, and it can work out for both ends, for Hulk Hogan and for the WWE. Yeah, and just to give some of the specifics, you did, uh, yeah, it was post-serial, and I just called up a, a news article, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> Hogan had every right to sue. It was, uh, the cartoon character was named Hulk Boulder, and he had, he had oh, long, long blonde hair and a big blonde mustache. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the, uh, in the ad, here's the quote from the article. 
Yeah, and the ad for the Flintstones-themed cereal, Fred Flintstone and Bar- Barney Rubble, are pitted in a wrestling match against a character called Hulk Boulder. So yeah. when you think about, you know, even going back, that, uh, you know, Hogan, uh, trying to think, what was his name? Uh, Terry, he went with Terry Boulder early on. He went, by, he went Early in his career, he went by Terry Boulder. And actually, here's a little-known fact some people may not know. Early in his career, he went by the name Terry Boulder, but he also um, was a tag team partner with um, – Bruce the Barber Beefcake, and he was known as a Boulder, and they were like the Boulder Brothers or something. It's like a tag team. Um, so that's how he had met Bruce Beefcake and struck up a friendship with him. And that's how Hogan got Beefcake into WWE because of their friendship years years later. So, yeah, so so Hulk, Hulk Boulder, I think uh, Hogan had a leg to stand on as far as suing Post for that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's fun, man, and, and I'm just I'm excited right now. Um, you know, we're we're square. You know, right now, it's funny because you know we talked before the show. We're talking, you know, a few years back with uh, Hogan and uh, Hogan with Rock and Cena uh, one that there was a build for a uh, for a year, and uh, you know that uh, elimination chamber between uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, you know, kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Um, you know, I feel like that the, the the past couple of years, they've done a little more at, at trying to build elimination chambers. So, as much as we like to look at, you know, almost the beginning of the year is uh, WrestleMania season. Um, I, you know, it, it's almost it's 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 uh, WrestleMania season light. And uh, after tonight, we are firmly entrenched in WrestleMania season. So, uh, you know, Hogan and Undertaker uh, being back on Monday Night Raw. Uh, clearly kicks off WrestleMania season. Even more than that, Bill After being on the Ken Reedy show at, at 6 o'clock tomorrow definitely really kicks off WrestleMania season. Um, but obviously we're going to come into tonight and, and the Elimination Chamber. You're thinking that, uh, you know, it looks like there there should be some. You're hoping some ramifications, some big things happening uh, coming out of tonight that will really start to uh, set up what we're going to see at WrestleMania. Um it's really, I mean, for this point, you know, we're almost in March, and uh, WrestleMania seems uh, pretty up in the air as far as what kind of card we're going to see. Uh, hopefully there's some clarity between uh, tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, you know, can't wipe the smile off my face just knowing that Hogan's going to be at WrestleMania, but we're going to need to have a card at some point. Uh I'm looking forward to tonight's pay-per-view. You know, overall, Dave, we're going to get into specifics and we're going to dissect and, and re-dissect and everything, but uh, just kind of a broad overview. Uh, what are your thoughts looking at the card going into tonight's pay-per-view? I think overall, I think it's going to be a good show as far as in-ring action goes. Um, I think we're going to see some uh, some solid development still, you know, storylines going into WrestleMania where where things things are gonna be a little more clear heading into WrestleMania as far as what matches we're gonna see. Obviously with the outcome of the chamber match, that's that's an obvious choice because Batista is the number one contender. But um I'm looking forward to pretty much all the matches and looking forward to just the the um the, the, the big feel that, you know, the Elimination Chamber pay per view has going into uh, you know, WrestleMania. I mean last year 
Last year it was headlined by The Rock and CM Punk for the WWE Championship for a rematch from the Royal Rumble and then the Elimination Chamber match itself and nobody on God's green earth, including all the marks out there on the, in, the, in the IWC, thought that Jack Swagger was going to win the Elimination Chamber. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some form of a surprise on tonight's show um, for the pay-per-view and uh, I'm just hoping it's not, um, you know, the pay-per-view Everything's going to be good, I hope, and I hope it's not going to get hijacked by the audience um, because of their uh, their lack of frustration for uh, less Daniel Bryan. I, I agree with you. I, you know, I think on paper, when you you look at what you're going to see out of uh, you know matches, I, I think this card's got a lot of potential to be a, a very entertaining card. Now, you know, you, you never know with how it's going to play itself out. Uh, I think as a fan, you you just you you want there to you know be some clarity as far as going into WrestleMania season and and you know maybe we'll we'll get some evolution in there. Just uh, on a completely side note, just to let you guys know, we we do have some breaking news uh, out at a house show uh, in West Virginia. Um, new tag team champions uh, in TNA, the Wolves. Uh, just won the tag belt. So look at that. At a house show, you have a, a title uh, changing hands. Just wanted to bring you uh, that breaking news. I guess uh, Dixie announced that uh, via Twitter. So we have uh, new tag champs. I digress. I apologize. but just wanted to get that information out there to you. Um, getting back to the WWE, I, I think there's a lot of potential uh, in this, this card and, and for there to be uh, some really good in-ring action. Uh, you're right. You know, you never know what's going to come out of the elimination chamber. Uh, you know, what could happen in that match. Um, you know, a lot of good workers. Uh, let's talk. You know, maybe we're going to get a, a surprise there, and we're going to get into that match a little bit later on. But I'm looking forward to it being a very entertaining show. I'm looking to be entertained for, uh, you know, th- three hours. Uh, you know, and I totally agree with you, Dave. You know, sometimes with fans, you know, Enjoy the show. Just enjoy the show. Um, I don't want to see, I don't need to hear fans booing just because they, I mean, it's funny because certain fans, it's like, if they don't like someone, you know, if they, let's, you know, getting back to Hulk Hogan and a lot of criticism with him with TNA, you know, it's, you know, Hulk Hogan was in five segments during, during Impact. That's awful. But, you know, a lot of fans would love to see Daniel Bryan in, like, 27 segments over the course of a show. You know, so I don't want to see the audience. Like, let's just enjoy the show. Let's let everyone have their their spots in the show and, and, like, see how it plays itself out. I don't need to, you know, I don't want people to boo just because Daniel Bryan happens to not be doing something or whatever. I don't need to hear fans. You know, let's, let's remember, like, CM Punk walked away on his own. So, you know, for you to boo or, or chant his name, you know, he turned his back on you. He turned his back on us. So, you know, I, I, I let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy the show. Hopefully the WWE puts on a good show. Uh, the one thing, and again, if you guys want to go over to our Facebook page, we posted it. But I did find, you know, it was an interesting letter that, uh, you know, Mick Foley wrote to the WWE. And if you didn't hear it, you know, he wrote, and I, you know, I'll, I'll just read it to you guys. It, please, please, please have a great show tonight. As a fan of pro wrestling, have a great show. As a, fa- a father of four who has ordered every pay-per-view for the past year, have a great show. As the guy whose big Christmas present to his family was a trip to New Orleans for WrestleMania, even though he knew he wasn't likely to appear on the event, 
have a great show. On behalf of all those other dads who have done the same thing, spent considerable money on an event that is thus far not capturing our imaginations, have a great show. As a Disney fan who wouldn't want to arrive at the Magic Kingdom to find out all his favorite attractions were closed, have a great show. As someone who still remembers how it felt to be 18 years old and see Jimmy Snooker dive off the cage to see the magic in pro wrestling that pro wrestling was capable of creating and knows you have the ability and personnel to make people feel that same magic, have a great show. As the estranged son who still loves his WWE family and no matter what, in some strange way, always will, have a great show. Sincerely, Mick Foley. Uh, interesting letter, pointed words, um, but I, I, you know, we had one of our fans, uh, Marcus Kane, commented when we posted the uh, letter on Facebook and said, I think two things. He's completely right. Number two, he won't be disappointed. And I think it's interesting that, that Marcus puts that out there because I think that you do have a, a decent card on paper. You have some talented individuals that really can deliver. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to see uh, where, where the chips fall. I don't need one specific guy to win. Uh, I, I'm just I'm curious to see how it goes. I'm just looking forward to a really good show. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Let us know what do you think about Elimination Chamber. You know, we're going to start off with, he's been on hold for a while, so we're going to get Justin on the line. Justin, are you there? Hi, Ken. Hey, Justin, how are you? I missed you, man. I miss you too. What are you, are you going to watch Elimination Chamber tonight? Oh yeah. All right. So I got to ask you. Let, let's uh, you know. Let's you know. We're going to do our picks a little later. But you know what? You got the Elimination Chamber match right. Right. And essentially, unless something screwy happens, which you know it's professional wrestling, so it, something can happen. But it looks like it could be that whoever wins this Elimination Chamber match is going to be having the title heading into WrestleMania and is going to be facing Batista at WrestleMania. So it's an important matchup. And when you got you got Randy Orton, who's holding the title, John Cena, Sheamus, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Christian, who are at least scheduled to be in this match, who do you think is going to come out with the title and head to WrestleMania to face Batista? Uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah! That's the kind of spirit I want to hear. That's what I'm talking about. Hogan's going to come down, kick someone out of the, his chamber, and come out and take the take the title and face... That's, I love what you're... Justin, you're right there. We're just going to rename this show Hogan Marks. We're just going to mark out for like two hours. Uh, but... But in all seriousness, the, the guys who are in the match, do you think, uh, you know, John Cena can win, Orton, Sheamus, Brian, do uh, you think any of those guys can come away victorious? It's going to be uh, John Cena. Cena's going to win the belt. Uh, you know, it's, you know it's, not a, it's, it's a sound bet. I mean, if you've got to put money down, uh, not that, that you are putting money down, but if you're going to put money on, on, on the match, I mean, it's WrestleMania 30. It's a big 30. Uh, John Cena has been the guy for uh, this decade. He's the face of the company. It's uh, not out of the realm of possibility to have a John Cena, you know, headlining WrestleMania with the uh, WWE World Championship. So it's a, that's a sound pick. Um, I'm curious, you know, going into tonight, do you think we're going to get a good pay-per-view? Oh, yeah, Ken. 
care to elaborate? Nope. Okay. <laughs> hey, Dave, are you a Hulk Hogan fan? I, I am. Oh, I'm a huge Hulk. I'm, I'm a huge Hulkamaniac, brother. Oh, yeah, you believe that, Buster? <laughs> What's your like since since we're talking since you brought up Hulk Hogan? What what's your favorite Hulk Hogan match going going back? Remember, I remember um, when Edge made met Hulk Hogan. That's right, and they they uh, they won the tag belts, correct? Yeah, correct. I do remember that, and, and Edge is one of those guys. See, it all comes full circle, but Edge is kind of a Hogan mark too. So uh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. All right, then. Justin, always a pleasure. Thanks for giving us a buzz. Uh, anything you'd like to tell Dave before uh, we let you go? Dave, you're the man. I try, Justin. Thank you. And tell Ken he's a, he's a great guy. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate you can tell it. Tell Ken yourself. <laughs> I'm going to get you guys. <laughs> Justin, you know what? We're gonna be on. We're gonna be back on tomorrow night. So watch the pay per view. We'd love to know your thoughts tomorrow night and, and going into Monday Night Raw. So uh, thanks for the call, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Sure. Good stuff. Bye. All right. All right. And as Justin, Justin, you know, uh, it's funny, man, because because in, in fantasy realm, I would like if he could youth himself by by twenty some odd years and. And somehow we we could see the the, the Hulk Hogan of, of the 1980s march down to the ring and beat the hell out of Christian and pull him out of the, his pod and and take his spot and win the title, uh, full markout mode. But I don't know how uh, how physically uh, well Hogan is right now to be able to do something like that. But I like where Justin's head is at. Justin's ready to have Hogan come in and take over the Elimination Chamber. So, uh, uh, interesting pick, a sound pick going with John Cena. And we're going to get to our uh, picks in a little bit as far as uh, we, we're looking at it uh, on this pay-per-view. Uh, but I, I think, you know, when you, when you look at match by match, um, it, it's it's a solid card. It's, it's a real solid card. And, and it's even, um, you know, as the WWE continues to push and facilitate, and, and you know, we've talked about it at nauseum on this show, that we uh, – would love to see uh, some of these secondary titles uh, mean a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're, you know, it's it's a desperate plea. However, they have done a real good job at, at revamping the the tag division, and the tag division is looking really solid. And uh, the on the kickoff show that uh, starts a half hour before, uh, the actual Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Uh, we got a tag match, former champions Cody Rhodes and Goldust uh, taking on Curtis Axel and Ryback. And uh, I got a lot of confidence, in, especially Rhodes and Goldust. I mean, these guys right now, they're working so well as a team. Um, you know, I think they can put on an entertaining match with just about any team out there. Again, guys like Curtis Axel and Ryback still floating around, and, and you wonder where exactly... Uh, these two are going to wind up. It just seems like nothing is, is definitively really working. I don't know if I really can say I love them as, as a tag team. I mean, it's something to do with the both of them. Um, I'm kind of – I expected more out of Curtis Axel. I thought, uh, you know, he'd, he'd be better at, at everything. I'm just – I, I got to admit, I mean, I think the kid's got some talent, but uh, 
I, I'm not drawn to him at all. Um, but I think this should be a, a decent matchup uh, for me. And we're going to get into uh, picks. So why not start here with the, the kickoff show? Uh, I, I think we're going to see a victory from Axel and, and Ryback. I think we're going to. I think the seeds are really going to start to be planted. Uh, you know, we are in WrestleMania season. We're going to be looking forward uh, to, to put that card together. And uh, man, brother versus brother works. And hopefully we get Dusty into the mix, too, because you give a microphone to Dusty, that's always good. And, and uh, so uh, I think we're really going to see uh, the seeds of dissension between the two brothers uh, kind of boiling over uh, in this matchup. So I'm looking for Cody Rhodes and Goldust to lose here, Curtis Axel and Ryback victorious. But I don't know what the hell you do with Ryback and Curtis Axel going forward. Your thought on this match, Dave? Well, let's let the love fest begin because I'm going to agree with you, and 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 say that Curtis Axel and Ryback will defeat Go, uh, Cody Rose and Goldust in the uh, the pre-show kickoff match. Um, as far as what to do with them, um, I mean, I, I I agree with you. The kid's got a lot of talent in ring wise, but he does not have a personality that like comes at you. And I I really think that like I personally think what hurt this kid more than anything, was two things. One, that awful Michael McGillicuddy name that they gave him. Most wrestling fans knew he was Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning's kid. From the start, they could have, you know, established him as that, as this guy's son, and, you know, that would have helped. I think that would have helped from the get-go. Secondly, when they tried rebranding him and had him as Curtis Axel and pairing him up with Paul Heyman, it didn't help that he most wrestling fans and WWE fans who remember him associated him with being Michael McGillicuddy. It's not like he had a changed look on his hands. He wasn't, he wasn't a changed person with this new Curtis Axel persona. He looked exactly the same. And I think being in the, the, the inner circle of a Paul Heyman, being one of the Paul Heyman guys, also put a lot of pressure on him. It didn't help him personally um, going forward with his character in WWE. Uh, putting him with Ryback now, um, I guess, I mean, they got a common history of being Paul Heyman guys, and now they're not Paul Heyman guys, and they're a team. I think there's a holding pattern for them, um, for both of them. As far as the, uh, the, the, the Cody Rhodes Gold Plus Brother versus Brother thing, I think that works. Um, and I, a lot of people have speculated that that match might happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe, just maybe, that the breakup between these two takes place at WrestleMania in some sort of tag team match. Maybe they're involved in like a tag team turmoil for the titles, um, and they come up short, and that's where the breakup begins. From what I've been hearing is that Goldust, originally when he signed his contract with WWE, he was here all the way through WrestleMania. Now, the, the, the word I'm getting is that he signed a deal to wrestle through SummerSlam, and then he'll probably, there's a good chance he'll get taken on as an agent or a trainer at the WWE Performance Center. So, I don't, I mean, I think we'll see some, some dissension and, and we'll see, we'll start to see it, but I don't know if it will culminate in a match between the two at WrestleMania against each other. Interesting. You know, and it's funny. I mean, you know, you talk about Goldust and we, you know, we did our end of the year awards and, you know, there's no place else you could go and with comeback uh, of the year than, um, you know, what Goldust has, has done. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to me, keep using Goldust. I mean, I, you know, 
he's just he's just so good. It, it's I you know it it really is amazing to me how how good he is uh, in the ring and um, you know I I I just I'm looking forward to a good match. Um, you know it's it's interesting. Like I mean when you when you talk and and like you're saying it was weird. You know, any wrestling fan, like you said, any wrestling fan knew that that was Mr. Perfect's kid. And, and why do you, I don't know, why do you saddle him with, with that, that stupid McGillicuddy name? It's just, uh, you know, they haven't, you know, I, and I'm not saying it like he's absolved from, from blame, but it just seems like, you know, he just doesn't have, I, I hate to say it, it just doesn't have the charisma that his dad had and he, uh, you know, it, it, the WWE really hasn't done him any favors. Uh, I was really optimistic when they, they paired him with Heyman. It just didn't seem to work. Um, and, and it's amazing to me, but when I look at the two of them, as talented as I think that Curtis, Curtis Axel is, I think there's more of an upside right now with Ryback. Uh, if if I was a, a guy... Um, behind the scenes and I was looking at one of these guys that, hey, maybe we, we look to push. I, you know, I mean, Ryback's got a real good look. He's got a ridiculous physique. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, I really enjoyed his match with uh, Sheamus on SmackDown. Uh, it, it's weird for me to say that because I, I like a lot of what I see out of Curtis Axel, but I think Ryback actually might have a bigger upside, Dave. I do agree with you. He, he definitely does. He's got a he's got a better look. He's got that larger than life character kind of look to him. Um, and uh, I mean, he's he's gone through some issues as of late. I mean, he's the the, the second half of 2013 was not good to him in terms of character development and where he was going. And he just kind of came up short in in, uh, in certain areas, uh, especially with um, you know the CM Punk storyline that he had. And from there, he's been floundering. But you got to give the guy credit. People say he's nuts. I mean, if you read his Twitter, um, you know, that, that might prove it. But he, at least he's trying to get noticed. Like, the, the, the stuff he was doing where he was on main event, he was coming, he came out like four times in one show just to, like, rant around the ring. That was like a takeoff on his Twitter, um, his Twitter posts. And he... he yeah, he posted a picture this week on his Twitter of his uh, singlet that he's going to wear um, in the match, and it's a spoof of him and Curtis Axel from the DVD cover of Step Brothers with uh, John T. Riley and Will Ferrell. So you got to give the guy some credit. He's trying. He's he's making an effort to, uh, to 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 really stand out and get noticed and see what's going to stick with the audience and maybe run with it from there. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, and like right now we we have a. A good match. I just, you know, I, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you right now as a wrestling fan what to do with either one of them. Um, I just think looking at them, you know, Ryback has has a bigger upside, and and you know, as much as, you know, Ryback is never going to be confused with with Dusty Rhodes or or Ric Flair, uh, but I, I think actually Ryback cuts an okay promo for what he is. Um. You know, it, it's, again, nothing incredible, but I, I don't know. Like, most of his promos, he's kept them short and sweet. And as long as he does that, he's got the raspy voice. He, you know, he's just a, you know, he's he's a large, strong muscle head. That's his character. And his promos are that of a stereotypical large muscle head. Uh, you know, 
So I just think, you know, you, there's stuff you can definitely do with him. I, I just, I'm at a loss right now. I, I am shocked to see uh, how how badly Curtis Axel has fallen, uh, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't know the first thing as, as to what to do with him right now. Um, you know, maybe go back to the, the drawing board. Like you said, Dave, you know, they never really drastically changed his look. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is. Shave his head, change his hair, shave the beard, change the, the, the trunks, uh, you know, use his real name. I, I don't know, but I, I just think, you know, Curtis Axel is one of those guys that, you know, you almost think right now, use him to push Ryback at some point, have them break up as a team, have Ryback completely lose his mind, have him borderline kill Curtis Axel, have Axel disappear for a while. You know, I'm talking like six months to a year, and have him come back completely repackaged. I mean, everything. I, to me, like, you change everything. You look at him, honestly, you put him up in front of WWE Creative, and you have Vince McMahon walk into the room and say, nothing, nothing is working right now. So his hair, his facial hair, his his trunks, his boots, everything, his name, everything, change it, come up with something, and just do something down the road a piece where you completely repackage him. Because I, I just think that's that's the direction you need to go. Get him off TV for a chunk of time, and and repackage him. And you know that's that's a simplified storyline. It works in wrestling. Even if you want to have him come back and go after Ryback, but uh. Tag teams splitting up, best of friends, uh, all of a sudden not being best of friends anymore. It's tried and true. It's a simple story, and, and it works. And uh, we got one of those tonight going into the pay-per-view. Uh, Darren Young versus Titus O'Neil. I'm actually looking forward to this. I think it's, uh, like I said, it's a tried and true, simplified storyline. Best of friends split up. One guy's, you know, One guy's a dick, one guy's not. And, uh, you know, they, they fight it out in the ring. I think they, uh, you know, it's sometimes creative in wrestling can, can overthink things and, and think too hardly. Uh, the breaking up of a tag team is definitely a, a very simple way to go. It's, it's not a, a very consequential match. It's a, you know, mid-card to maybe opening type match. But uh, I think it's got potential to be entertaining. When I look at these two guys, I... I I think Titus O'Neil is the guy with the upside, so this is, uh, you know, maybe a bump in the road for, for Titus uh, moving on to bigger and better things. Um, that being said, though, I honestly think that Darren Young is going to win this match. I think it's uh, a build where they're going to have the, uh, the face win uh, in this sort of situation, but down the road, Titus O'Neil is going to be the guy that's going to be pushed as a bigger star. Your thought on this match? Well, going into this match, um, I mean, I've been a, I like the primetime players as a tag team. I like O'Neal and, and Darren Young. And I was, O'Neal was the obvious choice of being the, the breakout star of the two. Um, and I, I understand what you're saying as far as, like, just a, a solid, you know, storyline for a mid-card feud. But I just didn't think that it wasn't believable breakup. You know, because there was no build-up to it. They they had wrestled like they normally were best buds on TV every week, and then all of a sudden, like one night, boom, O'Neal just snaps, and that's the end of their tag team. That's the end of their friendship. There was no build-up towards it. But then again, maybe maybe it was designed that way so that it could get you know fans catch fans off guard and not be so predictable. I don't know, but I wasn't really a big fan of it. 
um, just starting off. But going into the match tonight, I'm looking forward to the to, to the, uh, the the in-ring match itself. And if there's going to be, you know, if this is it for the two of them in a, in a feud, which would be very short, or if they're going to go forward with this down the line and be a solid mid-card feud and maybe establish um, these two guys as, as singles, uh, you know, big names in the single scene, whether it be the Intercontinental title or the United States title. Um, I'm going to go with Titus O'Neil winning this one only because they got plans for him on television. And I think with all the youth and the, and the, the, the young guys that are coming up from NXT and that have just taken over the landscape of WWE, I think they want Titus O'Neil a part of it um, and, and to be right in the thick of things with names like The Shield and The Wyatts and, and Cesaro and Daniel Bryan and those names. So I and Vince has always been a, a, a fan of big guys, and Titus is a tall, big, athletic guy. He's got a good look, a marketable look, and I think Titus is going to win this one. Darren, Darren Young, he, he, I don't think he's going to be put out the pasture per se. Darren Young, I think, um, you know, there's other areas that he that they can use him. I think he'll be a good ambassador for that Beat Star rally because he had just recently come out and uh, with his sexuality revealing that he's a, a, a homosexual WWE superstar. So I think that they're gonna uh, they're gonna use that to build him, not in storylines on television, but just a for, from a public relations standpoint in WWE. So but I'm going with O'Neill to win the match. Yeah, I mean I you know it's funny because I, I... Totally agree with you, like, who's going to be the bigger star. I just think tonight's going to be the night that uh, Darren Young, you know, we might see a, a rematch tomorrow night, and at least for me, prediction-wise, that uh, I think we might see a rematch tomorrow night, and maybe that's the night Titus O'Neil comes out victorious, but I, I just think tonight uh, it's going to be Darren Young's night. So look at that. We always talk about, you know, a lot of times we do predictions, and we agree on a lot, and uh, our, our first uh, difference right there, our first uh, set of picks that are, are not agreeable Happens the second match we discuss. So uh, some different picks right there. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That's the number to call. We want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on these matches? Uh, are we are you excited going into WrestleMania? This is going to be a big WrestleMania season. What are your thoughts? We're going to go out to the phones right now. Call. Are you there? Okay. Uh, you got three. You there? I hear you. Yeah, we're gonna put you back on hold. Maybe he's just on the on the line, just listening. So, uh, thanks for listening. But uh, two o three. I'm not gonna recite the whole number. But uh, if you if you, you want to get on, uh, you know, hang up and call back. But I uh, wasn't paying attention right there. But love to have you on. Uh, talk about what you think about tonight's elimination chamber match. And uh, you guys, give us a call three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Uh, you know, if you're a little bit shy and a little bashful, uh, go over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. Uh, got a show chat up there. Let us know what you're thinking going into uh, this Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Uh, love to hear your thoughts over there on the Facebook page. We're going to get back into WWE talk in, in just a minute. But, uh, you know, uh, so many things to start off the show in full markout mode with Hulk Hogan. And uh, I'd be remiss not to thank Dragon Gate. Uh, for inviting uh, us down to the show uh, last night. Uh, they invited us for tonight as well, and I'm sure they're putting on a kick-ass show this evening as well, unable to go because i got this show to do. Um, but uh, they really put on a great show. and got to thank them for uh, letting me be a guest and uh, seeing that they just put on really athletic matches. Uh, 
You know, the, the female, the ladies' match was a tremendous matchup. Uh, a lot of talented individuals. Uh, Tony Nice again did not disappoint. And uh, you know, the knock on Tony Nice, uh, you know, guy is nearly flawless uh, in the ring. Uh, his criticism would be that uh, he's never been the best on the microphone, and he cut a real solid uh, promo at the end of his match last night. So uh, thank you to Dragon Gate, and look forward to uh, continued involvement. If you don't know anything about Dragon Gate, be sure to check out Dragon Gate USA. Uh, put on some really great shows all over the area, and they're going to be down uh, in New Orleans WrestleMania weekend, so be sure to get down there and check that out. So real excited to be involved with Dragon Gate. I just wanted to thank them for... Uh, inviting us to their show and uh let's get back to you know we're in a pre-game show for wwe elimination chamber full on into the uh predictions and picks and everything and we've gone through two matches so far both dave and i agree axel and ryback are going to be victorious in the pre-show match but we're differing uh, I think Darren Young comes victorious, and Dave is saying that Titus will be victorious in their singles competition. Um, but I think we're both in agreement, Dave, that, again, as we talk about this card, um, I'm looking forward to a very entertaining matchup. It's uh, a match that, uh, you know, whoever wins, uh, I'm real curious to see where the story development goes. And, you know, I think we got a really entertaining uh, matchup on our hands. And as we look forward and we talk about uh, – these mid-card matches and uh, secondary titles and, and what have you. Uh, Big E, no more Langston. No more Langston. He's just Big E. Big E, the Intercontinental Champion, taking on Jack Swagger. Um, you know, Big E, a guy who moves very well for a man his size. Uh, Jack Swagger, very gifted in-ring competitor. Dave, I'm looking forward. I think this could be a very exciting match. Both guys are very athletic. Um, I, I, was, I was impressed with um, – I've liked the storyline with Swagger lately where Coulter's kind of lit fire under his ass after, you know, a few losses and uh, how, he, how he performed in that fatal four-way with uh, Ray Mysterio, Mark Henry, and uh, I forget who the fourth guy was. Um, to, to, to face the Intercontinental Champion, Biggie Langston. But um, I wasn't impressed with the buildup on Monday heading into it, um, with, with Langston kind of dominating the uh, the other members of the you know two two or three MB, and it was kind of sloppy. And then the, the jokes weren't really resonating, you know, from when Coulter was doing commentary with the lot to the live audience. But um, on SmackDown, you know, which was actually you know was one time I did not you know. Uh, you know, uh, fast forward through a Jack Swagger match, but he he, he was involved in the um, the the Cesaro you know, the match with uh, Daniel Bryan, excuse me, and and then Cesaro had a match with Daniel Bryan. And during the app, they showed Swagger and, and Langston in a backstage pull apart. And normally, those backstage pull aparts, a couple of guys get a few shots on each other, then the referees and officials they break it up. But these guys were like, it, it looked intense, it looked real, like it wasn't. It wasn't something that was just, like, rehearsed. It looked like these two guys were really beating the crap out of each other, and they really had, like, a hatred for each other. I wish that kind of came out a little sooner in the build towards the, the match, but it should be a good match. My prediction, I'm going to put Jack Swagger as the Intercontinental Champion. I think Big E Langston's got a good push the past few months, but and he's over. I mean, 
AJ's character development has gone really well since they've decided to push him back in the fall. And he's a name now. I wouldn't say he's a big name, but he's catching on with, with, with the audience and with the fans. And I don't think he needs the Intercontinental title anymore. I'm not saying he's going to move up the main event status, but I don't think he needs to be the Intercontinental champion. Um, I think this. I think that the Intercontinental Championship could help Jack Swagger. And I think Jack Swagger is going to win tonight. Okay, well, we're back on the Love Fest. I would agree with you. I think we're going to see a, a, a title changing hands here. I think we're looking at uh, the IC title. And getting back to that, those basic uh, storytelling ideas in, in pro wrestling, um, I, and look, I, we're not going to get into the prediction because we're going to get into the championship match a little later on. Uh, I guess I'll give a hint at, at my predictions for that match um, right here. That I, while, it, while there's going to be a strong showing, I don't think Cesaro is going to win the Elimination Chamber tonight. Um, and I do think that they have some big plans for Cesaro. And as I said with, with Titus O'Neil and Darren Young, simple storytelling. Guys are a team, they're friends, and then, you know, they break up and they fight each other. Um, you know, I could see coming down the pike, I could see... You know, the real Americans potentially breaking up. Uh, I think we've seen uh, over the past few weeks that uh, Cesaro is a star in the making. Um, Cesaro is a guy that there's, it seems like there's very little that this guy cannot do in the ring. And I don't know if there's any styles that he can't mix it up with. Um as we talk about, you know, maybe it'd be different if, if this is a different time of year, but as we look to build a WrestleMania card and we're in WrestleMania season, it wouldn't shock me coming out of this match that in some way, shape, or form, we see an IC title match between Cesaro and Jack Swagger at WrestleMania. And as, as you know, I discussed last week, to me, I think going forward, we're never going to really see, you know, the prestige out of belts like the U.S. title and the IC title. However, I think we're going to see, you know, limited views and limited, uh, limited pushes for the title that, you know, the title is not going to be prestigious from January of 2014 through December of 2014, but there'll be spots where it'll rise in prestige and then it'll kind of be forgotten for a little while. And I think this is going to be a season where we're going to see the, the belt mean a little bit more. You know, maybe you have a guy like Cesaro help Swagger win the belt tonight. Um, and, and the belt means something from this point going into WrestleMania. So that is, for me, that's, that is like one of the major reasons I am picking Jack Swagger to win this match because I do think we're going to look at a title match between Cesaro and Swagger uh, going uh, at WrestleMania this year. Uh, your thoughts on, on where you know they might go going forward if uh, Swagger wins tonight's match? I think if Swagger wins tonight's match and he wins the Intercontinental title, like you said, Antonio Cesaro will have a strong showing in the Elimination Chamber, maybe one of the final three. 
um, but he'll come up short, which will then lead to possibly some dissension, maybe even a Jack Swagger um, bragging that he won the Intercontinental Championship and Cesaro came up short in his quest for the WWE World Heavyweight title, which then could start the division, which then could lead to tag team matches over the next few weeks with the two of them being odd. And then maybe it comes down to a point where, you know, Coulter would have no choice but to pick, um, you know, one of, one of these guys to, to align with. And he'll make the turn and he'll turn on Cesaro. Or Cesaro will just get up and leave and dump the both of them because, they're holding him back. I mean, who knows? But I think it's going to get to that point where eventually they'll have a match with the two of them. Maybe at WrestleMania, maybe after WrestleMania. Who knows? But it's going to lead to something between the two of them. And Cesaro's going to move on to big things going forward in the main event scene. I don't know about Swagger in the main event scene, but I think he'll he'll be a, a, a have a steady role in the mid card uh, with the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the perfect way to go with it, though. I mean, you know, you could make, you know, Swagger's got a belt, Cesaro doesn't. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Swagger is Jeb Coulter's uh, golden boy because of the, uh, you know, the, the having the title. So, I mean, there's definitely, it's an easy way to build tension between them. Um, so that, that's kind of, you know, where, where I'm looking for uh, what, what the blazes just happened. Somehow, for some reason, I'm looking at the switchboard. And see, this is the amazing thing because technology, like, it makes your life, like, with the good sometimes, then it makes your life with the bad sometimes. And right now, uh, something happened where all of a sudden Dave dropped. It says right there, caller, and it has Dave's number, and it says dropped. So we're going to try and get Dave back on. In a minute, Dave. Hopefully, you're, you're listening to this this fine show. And uh, lo and behold, uh, I you know is that Dave? that might be Dave's cell phone number. Let's see, Dave. Is this you? Yes, this is me. Hey, <laughs> sorry about that. Lost the connection on my lost the connection on my home phone. I accidentally accidentally hung up on on you. I apologize, but I'm okay. back. I never know. Back you know, it's funny because you know things happen where all I get is the notification that like the call dropped, and I'm like. Well, is that did I do something? Is is Blog Talk Radio doing something? Is the it's like there's there's no way to exactly peg what happened. But glad glad you're back. And uh, yeah. as, as we talk about like you know all these these uh, these matches, and you know it's interesting because so far you know we've differed picks wise in in one match, but you know for both of us we're, we're we've talked about three matches, and you know not to speak for you, Dave, but. I think we're both saying that at least starting off right now, looking at this pay-per-view and, and having a positive feeling going into the pay-per-view, whether fans want to look at creative or not and what you're thinking as far as the creative direction, but I'm saying in-ring action, what you're going to get out of a show that you're buying tonight, these first three matches we talked about, I, I think we're looking at three matches that potentially could be very entertaining matches. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Cody and Goldust against, you know, Ryback and Axel. Uh, Ryback and Axel, I mean, Axel's, you know, good good hand in the ring. Cody and Goldust have been on fire since they've been a tag team, um, being champs, just the in-ring performances that they've had with guys like the Shield, the Wyatts, the Usos. I mean, they've, they've really, as a team, have gelled really well together. And to be quite honest with you, I, I was looking forward to an eventual breakup between the two of them, but I... I 
I, I wouldn't mind seeing these guys together as a team for a little while longer. Who knows? But that, the Darren Young, Titus O'Neal, it looks to be a solid in-ring match, and the, the, the Swagger Langston looks to be real athletic. I mean, Swagger's, you know, a former amateur wrestler. Langston's just full of power and speed. And, I mean, overall, in-ring quality, yes. I think the, the first three matches off the bat are going to be pretty damn good. You know, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch gears talking about that because, to be honest, as I looked at the show, and I look at the match, and like I said, we 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 really are, we're critical. We need to, but we we're we're probably if you go out there and you know what, turn on your radios, turn on your internet, go listen to the podcast and everything out there, you're not really gonna get a more positive wrestling show than than this show. We generally, we're wrestling fans, and, and we generally, like, it's like, hey, we're not going to do this show to to bash the product every week. And, uh, you know, that's who we are. Uh, you know, we're, we're pretty positive when it comes to the product. However, that's why at this point, as we talked about three matches that, you know, have a lot of potential, especially three matches that we're talking, you know, that, that are, are mid to beginning uh, of the night kind of cards. One's a warm-up match. It's, it's in the pre-show. And, and we're talking about three, potentially three very solid matchups that as a wrestling fan, a wrestling fan, you know, not a sports entertainment fan, but a wrestling fan, you should really in, get a, a quality matches out of these three. That being said, I, I got to put it out there because when I look at the card, I, I am – pleased with the card, and I think there's a lot of potential in this card. There's a lot of potential to come out of this night thinking, yes, we are we are firmly pedal to the metal into WrestleMania season, you know, and kind of be blown away. Hopefully the WWE delivers on what Mick Foley is asking, but I wouldn't be doing my job here if I wasn't honest about things. The one match that honestly... I'm not really looking forward to. It doesn't do anything for me. And you got two big names in this matchup and a guy like Alberto Del Rio, who I've always been a fan of. I like what he's brought to the table for the most part over his tenure in the WWE. Um, but we're looking at, you know, he's going against a Batista who quote unquote main eventing WrestleMania this year, going after the title, a quote-unquote big name coming back to the WWE, was not impressed with what I saw out of Batista at the Royal Rumble. Um, this is a match, you know, I, I think you know, pr- prediction-wise, you know, it's a no-brainer to me because you're not going to have the guy who won the Rumble and the guy who's going to be going after the title at WrestleMania lose at Elimination Chamber. So, I, I, I would be absolutely flabbergasted, shocked beyond belief. And out of any of these matches, this, that would shock me the most if Alberto Del Rio actually won this match. Uh, Batista's got to win it. Um, I, I think for me as a fan, I'm more curious to see if Batista looks better in the ring um, than he did at, at, at the Royal Rumble. Just very unimpressed with what I saw out of him. Um, you know, I, I, but I'm just, I, this match on paper really does nothing for me. It's just really a, a curiosity on, on what we're going to get out of Batista going forward. Um, 
You know, and again, I, I really like to stay positive, and I, and I would love that. I'd be the first person to come on tomorrow night if they put on a five-star match to say tomorrow night I was 100% wrong and those guys brought it. But for right now, for me as a wrestling fan, this matchup does absolutely nothing for me. Correct. I would have to agree with you. Um, the reason, I mean, I was not impressed with his, with his return. I thought it was very underwhelming. They hyped it up for weeks, then he just kind of came back. And, um, I mean, he hasn't really got, I mean, the audience really hasn't gravitated to him like the company thought they would. Um, and the other thing, too, is, you know, you mentioned the Royal Rumble. He was in the ring with about, like, ten other guys. So now it's a true test to see where he is going to be in terms of athletic ability and in-ring ability and if he's going to have a little ring rust because this is a singles match with Del Rio. Um, the buildup with him and Del Rio itself heading into the Royal Rumble and, and their interaction, they've made Del Rio look like a fool. I mean, Del Rio was like a vicious, you know, world heavyweight champion, and he has now, like, dropped down to – Basically, you know, being fed to Batista. Um, I mean, they, they made him look like an idiot, like, every week. He hasn't had, like, any kind of advantage or upper hand against Batista um, heading into this match. They've had very limited um, interaction, per se. I mean, so with the exception of, I mean, you had that backstage vignette last week on Raw. The week before, Batista kind of, you know, put him through the table, but they – it's been very limited. You haven't really seen any substance and, and any kind of real storyline development and why these two are feuding other than the fact that Del Rio doesn't like Batista. I think this is just something for Batista to do so that he's, you know, they, they hype him up for WrestleMania for his title match against whoever he faces and that wins the chamber. It's a no-brainer. I'm going to go with Batista for the win, but I, I, have no, I don't have any interest in this match, and I hope I'm wrong and surprised. And I do agree with you, Ken. I'll, I'll be the second. You may be the first, but I'll be the second person to say that, that they put on a great match, and I was wrong, you know, last night. But I don't really see that happening. Um, and I think that, you know, there's been rumors that Del Rio's contract is running up, uh, you know, in the very near future, and he's looking to, you know, walk away from WWE. He's not going to resign. And for reasons like this, because they feel like he feels like he's not being treated like, a, like the star that he should be, and he's being fed to Batista, and Batista's one of those, you know, he's not a part-timer, but he's one of those guys that's gonna come, that comes back and kind of gets put in a, in, a, in a top position over guys who are working on the roster, regular members of the roster every day. So uh, I think, uh, you know, like you said, we won't see um, a five-star wrestling match. The storyline isn't there for me. It's got no intrigue whatsoever. I hope they kind of change it up and twist it up a little bit, maybe surprise us, but Batista for the win. Yeah, and it, you know, it, what's weird with Batista for me is, you know, this this big return. I, I And I, I've said it before, I, I just, he doesn't, it wasn't like as big a return. It was just one of those weird things for me as a wrestling fan. You know, when when you brought back The Rock, when you when you know on Monday night when you're bringing back a Hulk Hogan, um, you know when certain guys return, it's this like wow, you know he's coming. I, Batista was never even close for me as a fan. To, you know, on that level. Yeah, so it was it was kind of a weird thing, like with with the big build of Batista's return. You know, it wasn't like you know Stone Cold on Monday Night Raw next week. It was like 
you know, he's just not on that level. I, you know, to me, I, I, I always thought Batista was kind of mediocre, uh, never really good on, on the, the microphone. I mean, he was, it was almost like he was a better version of Ryback. You know, tremendous look, you know, okay at best on the microphone, you know, made the right friends, uh, you know, and was pushed the right way at times. Uh, loved his run at the end as a heel uh, with the lone spotlight when he was just obnoxious. I thought it was that was his best work. But it wasn't like Batista coming back got me all like, oh, that's awesome, Batista's back. It's like, all right, it's cool. You know, he's a name. He's, he's, he's someone who, you know, he had a good look. But I just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't like really grab me that, oh, great, Batista's back. I was curious how they'd use him. Um, but I was never really the, the, the biggest Batista fan. Um, the, the interesting thing to me, the, the most intrigue as far as Batista actually comes outside of the WWE, uh, released this past week, uh, the first extended trailer on a guardians of the galaxy, a Marvel comics movie that's coming out over the summer starring Batista and, uh, you know, that comes out in August. I believe the release date is August 1st. Um, so that piques my curiosity a bit with, not tonight. I, I think tonight, like you said, it's a no-brainer. Batista wins. But what they do going forward with Batista um, would not shock me at all if we see Batista, if not at WrestleMania, uh, has the title going into SummerSlam. So when he's doing the talk show rounds, uh, promoting Guardians of the Galaxy, that he'll be walking around with uh, a WWE championship belt. Um, so that really, that's really what's piqued my, my interest in Batista, is, is how far the WWE is going to go. Because we all know, free, Vince McMahon, you know, and, and who can blame him? But they, they love getting that, that extra mainstream media uh, publicity. And, you know, it's Marvel Comics. It's a comic book movie. It's, uh, you know, the trailer looked really good, so it looks like it's going to be a, an entertaining movie. Batista's got a, a decent-sized part in it. Um, you know, so that kind of piques my curiosity as far as what they're going to do with him going forward. But I, I would be shocked if uh, Batista is not a, a main player, uh, at least for a few months here and there. And, and I... I don't know. Like, I, it's just he's not doing it for me. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping tonight that they prove me wrong. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, Del Rio kind of takes him to school and, and they put on a really kick-ass match. But, uh, you know, this guy's really got to shake off the ring rust if he's going to be part of uh, the uh, plans going forward. But I, I think he's going to be a big part of the plans for the WWE going forward over the, the course of the, the rest of this year. And, uh you know, he's, he's, I don't know, he's just got to perform better. So uh, I'm curious, Dave, like your thoughts when, when uh, you know, you heard that Batista was coming back. I mean, was that something that, as a wrestling fan, did that, that grab you? Or, or do you think, because I think the WWE kind of, you know, overestimated the uh, the grab and the reach that bringing a Batista back was, was going to have. I mean, the potential matchups that, that you could put him in um, – with, with with the names out there now, with like you know guys like Roman Reigns and you know his run that he had with John Cena before he left, they could do something with him and you know the rise of Punk and Daniel Bryan. Just the potential of those matchups excited me, but 
I, I agree with you. I liked him better in his last run when he was a bad guy. That was where, like, he, his, his, the real creativity from him came out. He was, he was just on fire. His promos, the in-ring work, everything, just top to bottom. He was on fire. It was very similar to um, his, uh, his, 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 the, the build-up towards his match with Triple H that was brewing for months. It was like a six-month brew, and the, it finally exploded, and boom, you know, he was, he was the man. And then after that, it just kind of died down. But it, the, the, uh, the 2010 heel run that he had, I loved it. I thought it was great. I think what this storyline needed more than anything was a little more juice. You know, everyone knows he's going to WrestleMania, but why wouldn't Del Rio want to have a title shot going into WrestleMania? Batista was the one that eliminated him, eliminated him from uh, the, the Royal Rumble. Why wouldn't he want to challenge him, maybe put up his title shot in this match tonight? Yeah, it's been done before in the, in the, uh, the February pay-per-view where guys would put their title shot up, or even, you know, John Cena did it last year. He put up his title shot on Monday Night Raw against CM Punk, and they had that 40-minute classic on, on, on TV that night in February, the night after the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. So I don't see why maybe they could have done that. That could have added a little more juice to the rivalry, maybe put some doubt in, in fans' minds that Batista is going to go to WrestleMania. Uh, maybe that would have helped. No, yeah, I mean, and I think that, that, I mean, that's a great point, Dave. And, and what I like about that is also you could have used that to help make Del Rio at least look a little bit stronger and maybe give this match a little bit of intrigue. You know, you could have had, you know, perhaps you have a Del Rio jump Batista uh, in the back or, or something, and then you have an incensed and enraged Batista that just needs to get his hands on Del Rio and Del Rio, you know, the master manipulator says, oh, if, you, if you want to get your hands on me so bad, you've got to put your title shot up. And, and in a fit of rage, Batista agrees because he just wants to beat the holy hell out of Del Rio. So you'd, you'd kind of build Del Rio a little bit to look a little bit stronger going into this match. Again, you're still going to have Batista win. There's not a whole hell of a lot of suspense, but at least it would build Del Rio a little bit, and then give you, uh, you know, a little bit of build as far as the storyline goes. Uh, right now, it's just kind of flat, and we all get it. Regardless of what the storytelling was, this was just filler for Batista before, you know, the real WrestleMania run. But it doesn't have to look, it doesn't have to feel like filler. And, and you know, as a wrestling fan, as an educated wrestling fan, quote-unquote, whatever that is, you know, we all know that regardless, this was a filler. But creative, you don't have to, you know, make it obvious that it's a, a filler. You could have given us a little bit more. So, you know, out of a, looking at a card that looks good, um, whether you want to debate creativity or not or storytelling or not, I think we're getting a lot of in-ring action. But that's the one match, I think, for both of us that kind of stands out as a match that has – as we look at like these matches and we see the potential of how good they could be, that's the one match that's got a lot of potential to be a serious clunker. And as as fans, we're both hoping that they're able to prove us wrong, but uh, I'm, I'm not optimistic about that. So let's get that out of the way. We got the negativity out of the way because we're Dave and I are in agreement that this has got this card has got a lot of potential. So let's get back into the the positivity. And as we look at some of these title matches going on, we got the tag team belts are on the line. 
I got to tell you, Dave, this is a difficult match for me to call. And as as wrestling fans and, and you know, as I, as I beat the dead horse and talk about how we try to stay positive, but we do. And But, we, you know, at times you can be critical of what creative does and, and how they build things and all that other good stuff. However, I do think over time they have done a nice job at slowly building the Usos for us. And I love the Usos. I am a big fan of the Usos. I love the, the fact that they are a true tag team, that we've, we've only seen them as a tag team. They're just... They work so well together. They're brothers. I, you know, no disrespect. I can't tell them apart, but I, I just, I just, I love everything the Usos bring to the table. They're a high energy team. They, they do the tag team thing well, and they have been slowly building them uh, to, to be honestly the best tag team perhaps in the company. And in the process, they have rebuilt their tag division and they've given the tag belt some prestige. I like what they did now, giving the New Age Outlaws a run with the title belts. Uh, you know, for a couple of older dudes, they, they still can go out there and perform. They're still entertaining. Road Dog has still got the charisma out there. Um, I think they're still, they are building towards that ultimate, finally the Usos get over the hump and win the tag belts. I'm kind of going back and forth on tonight, though, Dave. i got to be honest. There's this part of me that thinks for this moment, since they've been building the Usos for so long, that WrestleMania is, is the right night for the Usos to finally break through and, and win the titles. Um, but it feels like they're leading towards it for for it to happen tonight. So uh, before I, I'm curious, Dave, before I get my pick on this match, I'm curious your thoughts on this match. I think, I mean, I, I agree with you. I like the build in the, in the, uh, the tag team division, how they rebuilt it. I wasn't really too keen in the beginning of the New Age Outlaws, you know, getting the championship. They were one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Don't, it went, you know, back in the day, I loved Road Dogg and Billy. I thought they were great. And I liked them as bad guys. I, I, they're great in DX, but I loved them when they first started. And um, they're kind of there's in, t- in today's wrestling, or at least in WWE, it's you know we have an area of you know shades of gray. There's no black and white. There's no good. There's there's no bad. And I, I kind of don't agree with that, but that's a whole other story for a whole other time. But the outlaws, they seem to pander to the crowd, but then they do things that a, 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 a babyface wouldn't necessarily do in wrestling. I'm not really like I said, not a fan of it, but okay, I'll deal with it. But going forward, this this tag team title match, I love the build that they have had for the Usos. I think, I think tonight's outcome. I think that the match is going to be good. They're 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 exciting to watch. They have they have great tag team matches with the with the Wyatts, with the Shield, with Cody and Goldust. I mean, they they put on exciting matches. Those two, they're they're a true tag team. They're a throwback to what tag team wrestling was back in in the day when we watched tag team wrestling, and I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and say right now, they're not winning tonight, but they're going to come damn close. I think we might see some sort of screwy finish that's going to lead to them getting a rematch at WrestleMania, and then that's when the big moment takes place. These two finally win the gold, and they win it at the big show, WrestleMania. Yeah, and I agree with you. Like, I, you know, again, it, 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 and again, you know, that's when wrestling is great, when you're kind of sitting there as a fan and you're thinking, like, where do they go with this? And there's, 
And, and even, like, I'm also thinking, you know, do they have, do we have the Usos in a weird finish win the match but not win the belts? Um, I'm, I'm thinking, though, in some way, shape, or form, we're going to see, uh, you know, as I hearing you talking, being influenced, I guess, by, by your, your knowledge, uh, I, I'm tending to agree with you. I think that we'll see, uh, you know, especially with how the singles matches came out, uh, then some way, shape, or form, we're going to see the New Age Outlaws be able to manipulate their way uh, to winning this match and uh, holding on to those belts. Uh, but we'll see the Usos finally break through. I, and I'm honestly, maybe part of this pick for me is like as a fan, and I love the Usos, like, and I, I honestly, I want to be at that event. So I, I'm kind of rooting for the New Age Outlaws to win tonight because I, I want to be at WrestleMania when the Usos finally break through and, uh, they they come out and go Samoa, Babu Samoa, and they, they hit themselves and then they'll say oos and I'll yell oh. And they'll say oos again and oh I'll yell oh. And and then they'll win the belt. So I'm kinda hoping I'm hoping beyond hope that all the things I want to see happen at WrestleMania happen. So I'll agree with you there. We'll go with the New Age Outlaws uh to be victorious tonight in some weird finish, some screwy finish and uh but they'll get the rematch. The Usos are going to get a title shot at WrestleMania. Maybe we see at WrestleMania, uh, uh, you know, something where maybe a no DQ match or some sort of stipulation on uh, the uh, their match. But the Usos come through at WrestleMania. Look at me. I'm giving away WrestleMania predictions already, and the match hasn't even been booked. But that's what we're going to see t- uh, tonight. Both of us agree. New Age Outlaws are going to come out victorious. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. What are your thoughts? On tonight's pay-per-view, are, are you looking forward to it? Positive, negative, uh, on the on the uh, eve of the uh, network beginning, you know, last pay-per-view that won't be on the network. Uh, so many things going on, and, you know, knowing the network's debuting and we're in WrestleMania season and everything, I'm really looking for the WWE to bring it tonight. I, I think we're going to have a really solid pay-per-view in and, and one match, and we're going to get now into the two biggies, but one match that, uh, wow, really looking forward to it. And as, as we talk about going into the future and, and what the future is going to look like, and, and right here, if you're a fan of this show right here, there have been two people that have been on the Roman Reigns bandwagon since the get-go. Major match as far as the youth movement in the WWE, the Wyatt family versus the Shield, um, you know, honestly love just about everything that both these factions have done since they've, they've debuted in the WWE. Um, you know, I think JBL has got to back off a little bit with this best faction of all time crap that he keeps pulling out. Shield is awesome. They're amazing. Easy with the all-time ranking. Uh, how, they've just been tremendous. Um, some criticism that I've heard floating around the internet, which I guess I could kind of see. Why do this now? Why not save this match for WrestleMania? I get it, but at the same time, you're giving this pay-per-view a little more juice. Uh, this is a match that, you know, I think across the board, your internet wrestling fan, your, your normal wrestling fan, notice I said the internet wrestling fan and then normal fans, completely different groups of people, but... I just think everyone across the board, all the demographics that watch wrestling, are looking forward to these two uh, factions getting it on. 
Uh, I think this match is going to be an incredibly entertaining match. All these guys are good workers. Bray Wyatt, for his size, uh, tremendous worker. Love what I'm seeing out of this guy in in the ring. Um, If I'm going to make a pick, uh, I I, I think for for tonight's matchup, as much as both factions are are over in their own ways, uh, Shield's been around longer. The Wyatts need it more. The Wyatts win this match. Dissension continues within the Shield, and Roman Reigns becomes a god. So those are that's what I think is going to come out of this match here. But I, I think this is a match that potentially could steal the show. Even though I think the Elimination Chamber is is a great uh, it's it's a great structure that that match is usually entertaining. Uh, but I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that, that these six competitors and what they bring to the table is, is pretty remarkable and uh, very uh, very possible that this match uh, completely steals the show. Really looking forward to what these six guys are going to do in tonight's matchup. Uh, your, your thoughts on, on this colossal uh, matchup on tonight's pay-per-view. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a fun match. I think we're going to see. It's going to. It's going to be all over the place. We're going to see a brawl between these guys. We're going to see some some good tag team wrestling. Uh, I'm interested in, you know, these are two heel factions. Who's going to play the babyface in this match? That that's going to be the interesting thing. Who's going to be the 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 one that's you know got to make the comeback? I mean, I, that's what I'm looking forward to. All six of these guys, they they. They're, they're, they're fine, talented, young athletes and young wrestlers and the future of this company. Um, you know, breakout stars in Roman Reigns and in Bray Wyatt, but can't take anything away from a Seth Rollins or can't take anything away from a Dean Ambrose or the other two, Rowan and Harper. Um, I'm going to jump the shark on this one, Ken. I'm going to disagree with you on the pick. I'm going to go with the Shield, and I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with uh, – with Ambrose stealing a victory from Reigns. I think the prediction of the finish is going to be Reigns is going to set it up and, and you know, spear whoever, whichever one of the guys. And, uh, you know, Ambrose is going to kind of steal the victory and take the spotlight from him, setting up the dissension between the Shield going forward. I don't think that they're going to lose, but I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to lose but in victory. If you, if you understand what I'm saying. And this isn't going to hurt the Wyatts, I think. I don't think Bray Wyatt will be the one that's going to receive the pinfall. I think one of the other two is going to be, uh, going to you know, take the fall on this one because there's plans for a singles run with Wyatt. Interesting, yes. Yeah, so and, and, you know, and that's cool. Like We both we watch, obviously, enough of this wrestling and these two factions. I mean, we're both uh, we're on different sides of this. Uh, you know, and I agree. I mean, I, I think we're both in agreement, though, that we are looking towards uh, more dissension with the Shield, regardless of who, you know, winds up winning this match. That, uh, you know, quite possibly that's what we're looking forward to going into WrestleMania. And I know we're talking a lot about WrestleMania, but you got to. We're in that season, and a lot of what we're going to see tonight is definitely going to set that up. And there's all this talk of uh, some sort of Shield match uh, within the, the faction. Uh, going into WrestleMania. So uh, regardless of who comes out victorious, it uh, looks like we're in agreement that we're going to see some further dissension uh, with, within this group. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm, I'm kind of also excited to see, you know, we're big with, with Reigns, and it seems like the company 
uh, right now is very big with Reigns. Uh, you know, the internet wrestling community is definitely big on, on the Ambrose. Um, so I'm curious to see, you know, how the crowd starts to respond, uh, when and if the shield breaks up, who plays the face and, uh, heel roles, uh, you know, within that, um, you know, lots of interesting stuff, but, uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of stuff you can be critical of and a lot of stuff with the company and, and maybe stuff you don't like creatively. Um, but the future's bright. And, and this is, this is one of those matches that you look at and you're like, wow, you know, this is, it, you know, I wish I had a time machine where I could I could fast forward five years just to see, you know, how many of these guys become stars, who, you know, winds up falling off, you know. It's just, it's it's very intriguing. Um, but I do think that this has got a, a lot of potential to be a, a, a show-stealing uh, matchup. Um, yeah, I mean, when you look forward in this, Dave, and you look at, like, the Shield potentially breaking up, do you, do you look at it as, a, you know, the three of them hating each other? Do you look at two of them, like, factioning off and one person leaving? Uh, curious, I mean, because you said that you think that the Shield wins, but somehow Ambrose steals the victory from Reigns. Is that what we're, we're looking at going forward, in your opinion, that we're going to see a an Ambrose-Reigns feud and, and poor Rollins just desperately trying to hold things together? I think that's what we're seeing with these two. I think, um, I mean, they, they, they have plans for, um, for for Roman Reigns to be, you know, the babyface. From what I'm hearing, the heir apparent to the throne for John, uh, John Cena. You know, Roman Reigns is supposed to be the guy they're talking about as the big name, the the, the face of WWE. Um, and and the process that they have built him up um has been has gone remarkably well. He's getting a great reaction from the audience, and this this storyline, the brewing of the, the the breakup of the shield, has been done really well. And you know, I don't blame the internet for being a big mark for Dean Ambrose because I've seen a lot of his older stuff when he when when he performed under the name John Moxley in in Dragon Gate and in CCW and things. He's he's his character is is not likable and out there, but it's something that could draw people to to wanting to pay money to see a, a Roman Reigns kick his ass. And I think that the two have worked well off of each other, being that heel face, um, you know, uh, combination in this breakup with the group. Um, I, I would go as far as to predict we might see. Reigns versus Ambrose at WrestleMania with Seth Rollins as a special referee. If you remember a few years ago, the, a three-man group that broke up Legacy with Orton, DiBiase, and Cody Rhodes, they had a triple threat match at WrestleMania. But Rollins seems to be the one that's kind of, uh, you know, trying to break, not break the two up, excuse me, but try to keep things together, like you said, as opposed to the Legacy feud where it was all three of them didn't care for each other and they were trying to, you know, outdo one another and, you know, move up the ladder in WWE. Orton was trying to keep those two down because he was a top dog. Those two were trying to get past Orton and move up, but they were also cutting each other's throat at the same time at one another's expense to try and impress Orton. So um, the, I think we're going to see um, Rollins, excuse me, Reigns and Ambrose uh, moving through a feud, maybe, you know, leading into WrestleMania with Seth Rollins being the peacemaker. But, whether they all go their separate ways or if Rollins and 
Ambrose tag up and they become a team and they keep the, the rumor I heard, they want to keep the Shield unit a unit, but w- without Reigns. And there's been talk of putting a third person in there, and that third person possibly being a former Nexus member and Batista lookalike, Mason Ryan, who's out down in uh, NXT currently right now. So I, that's the rumor I'm hearing. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but we do know definitely that Roman Reigns got there's big plans for him moving forward, and I think it's going to be you know after WrestleMania. Hey, I tell you, man, and I, I kind of like that. I mean, I, I think that you know, you know, bringing in someone new and fit that bill as, like, the new muscle uh, for the Shield, uh, potentially, you know, giving him a rub and uh, breaking off Roman Reigns. And and like I was saying before, with with the IC title, you know, maybe we have, again, that uh, I'm I'm calling it, you know, short-term prestige, uh, you know, rising up the, uh, raising up the U.S. title a bit. So you have, you know, the U.S. title means something maybe going into WrestleMania. Maybe we see a title match between Reigns and Ambrose for that U.S. title. So uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, dissension definitely. I mean, we disagree with who's going to win this matchup, but we are agreeing that the dissension within this group is definitely going to continue, uh, maybe come to a head as far as, um, you know, these guys breaking up. But I think it's a big deal going into WrestleMania as we're we're firmly into WrestleMania season that uh, this team uh, fractioning off and and splitting up is is definitely a major storyline heading into WrestleMania. Um, so look for that to really be exacerbated at tonight's pay per view. We got you know what we got one more match to talk about and this is uh, shaping up to be quite an amazing. Uh, pay-per-view, and, and we're really optimistic uh, about these matches. But before we get to that championship match, the Elimination Chamber match, you know, we haven't done it in a while, hiatus and, and everything, but excited to get back on this. The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. And there it is, the Ken Reedy Show nod of approval. And that's, uh, you know, the thing we do like on, on our Sunday shows where we, we just pick something that kind of grabbed us. Could be a, a, just a moment, could be a promo, could be a match, uh, you know, could be anything. Uh, but something where you just kind of, you know, you know the moment. You know the moment where you're sitting on your couch, you're watching Raw or Impact or SmackDown, and you just kind of sit there and like, you nod to yourself. You know it works. And that's what the nod of approval is. And you know what? Like, I, I wish at some point, like, we, we need to get a statistician, easy for me to say, statistician on staff uh, here at the Ken Reedy Show to, to monitor, you know, records and, and what have you. But uh, uh, it, it's pretty uh, easy to, to predict or, or to look at. But uh, the, the guy out there who really holds the career record for nods of approval, is one Cesaro. And that guy just continues to impress us. And, you know, we, we've been on the Cesaro bandwagon for quite some time. So, uh, you know, and, and Dave and I both, you know, I'm on the uh, Cesaro versus John Cena gets the nod of approval. So just that specific match. And, and Dave is just giving Cesaro the nod uh, 
just because he is who he is and, and everything else he's been doing. So uh, Cesaro definitely uh, deserved of getting the accolades from the Ken Reedy show, and uh, he is in the championship matchup tonight. So he's, I, I think he's going to have a major showing. We're going to discuss that in a little bit. Uh, for me, he gets the nod just because, you know, well, him and John Cena get the nod. Tremendous matchup. A matchup that I was actually surprised with because I thought, you know, with all the times, and granted we don't hate on him, but we'll call a spade a spade. You know, John Cena has been crammed down our throats at times. If there was ever a time that he should have been the main event of Monday Night Raw, it was against Cesaro this past Monday. Uh, the guys delivered. Uh, it was a tremendous matchup. And for all you haters out there, it did show that, you know, maybe not all the time, but when John Cena has the right opponent, he can up his game, he can hang with guys, he's had some tremendous matches with CM Punk, and had a great matchup with Cesaro, and as, you know, John Cena is a guy that, uh, you know, he's getting up there, and he's been the face of the company for a long time, and we're probably moving into that that era where we're going to have to transition out of the John Cena era, and uh, maybe it's a Roman Reigns, maybe it's a Cesaro, who knows who will be the heir apparent, but... You know, John Cena does a really nice job at putting a guy like Cesaro over. Tremendous matchup. I think coming out of that matchup, you look at Cesaro, as much as you're a big Cesaro fan, and this is why the match gets my nod as opposed to just overall, I think it, that was the moment that really put Cesaro on the landscape as far as this guy is a main eventer. He needs to be recognized as a main eventer and needs to be put on that fast track to start main eventing uh, more events. Uh, was very impressed with what both gentlemen brought to the table. And as we, we look at the, uh, you know, the end of uh, the Cena era, maybe on the horizon, but uh, the future is really bright for one Cesaro. Your thoughts on Cesaro and your nod, Dave. Well, I, I do agree. That match was awesome with John Cena. It's a, it's a television match of the year candidate, in my opinion. It, it, two guys who are just pound for pound, you know, a couple of the strongest guys in the business, you know, having, a, having an awesome match. Cena gave, I, I said it last week about Orton and, and Cesaro, you know, Orton, Orton gave him a lot. You know, for for being for being a veteran, he 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 let Cesaro do a lot in that match, and Cena did the same thing. They they made Cesaro look like he hung on that main event level, and the people bought it. And you know, I've I've said it for a long time, he's pound for pound one of the best out there. His style is so new, unique and different. I think that's what wrestling fans like to see is something different, and unique, and he has that. He does things that I've never seen before. That suplex from the middle rope with the guy that's, you know, that he's suplexing his feet are on the outside of the apron. The strength to lift the guy up in that position is unbelievable. The swing, of course, everyone goes nuts for the Cesaro swing. He's had great matches with Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, John Cena. He's just been on fire right now. And the people are starting to see his hard work and his in-ring ability. And this, to me, is a pattern that's been going on in the WWE as of late. Daniel Bryan, has, yes, he's got a personality with his beard and his look, but the people are gravitated because of his in-ring work. And the same thing is being said for Cesaro. And I think it's kind of going against the grain of what WWE and what wrestling has has done to make a character and to make a name for, for in the wrestling business, and it's really the in-ring work that is that is getting the talent over, 
and the, the, the company's just adding some personality to it. I think Cesaro's his move set is. His moveset and his in-ring ability is his gimmick right now, and that's what people love about him. And that's why I, I've said it time and time again, he's one of the best, and he's got a bright future in the main event spot in WWE, and that's why he's getting my nod of approval. And there you have it. You know, and I, I can't argue with that, but uh, the sky's the limit, and hopefully you know, we see him really moving into that uh, main event picture, but very impressed. So there you have it, our nods. Dave gives Cesaro the nod uh, overall, and I give the Cesaro-John Cena match my nod. So as it is, regardless, Cesaro picks up two more nods on his already career best. So there you have it. There are nods of approval for this week. The Ken Reedy Show Nod of Approval. And that brings us to the main event. The The pay-per-view is called the Elimination Chamber. And that's what we're, we're ready to talk about. The main event, the Elimination Chamber matchup. Uh, actually, before I get into that, just to let you guys know, interestingly enough, the uh, pre-show has started. Uh, the tag team match and Curtis Axel and Ryback were accompanied down to the ring by Larry the Axe Hennig. So uh, interesting stuff that they're, uh, you know, playing off of a little bit of the history and, and the Hennig family. Uh, we'll see how this plays itself out. But uh, a little little history going on right now at the pay-per-view. Uh, but let's get into what we're going to see at the main event. This main event obviously has some WrestleMania ramifications. Uh, the WWE World Championship on the line. And again, with with, uh, wrestling, when you don't know what direction to go in, that means things are good. Uh, Interesting group right here. Uh, For me, when I look at this, there's a few things that jump out at me. Number one, as much as we love him to death, Cesaro, there's no chance. Cesaro, to me, has got no chance of winning. But I think we're going to see, again, him building his main event potential, and we're going to see a strong showing out of him. Uh, do we potentially see a showing with a, um, a Brock Lesnar and perhaps him beating the hell out of someone and putting himself in a chamber? Because I do think as, as little chance I give Cesaro, I give Christian little chance to win this match. You know, do we see a... Uh, a Brock Lesnar come down and take out a Christian. We've heard the rumors. Uh, to me, that that's a potential right there. I think, as as Justin uh, predicted, John Cena. It's a strong candidate. Um, but the one thing, and you have Sheamus. But I really look at Orton and Daniel Bryan. Those are the two guys that jump out at me as potential victors uh, for Orton. He's dropped a lot of matches as champion. Winning this match makes you know makes a statement. It's a it's a strong statement. Uh, winning a match against all these other competitors, and obviously Daniel Bryan's Daniel Bryan, and uh, very you know very popular right now. Probably the most popular wrestler on the planet. So for me, when I'm looking at this, I, I it comes down to those two guys in this match as far as my predictions. Your thought as you start to analyze this match, Dave? 
Well, the match itself is always a unique match. There's so many, you know, especially with the competitors and the kind of athletes there in this match and what they can do with a gimmick like the Elimination Chamber. I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, how Cesaro is going to perform in the match in the conditions of being the Elimination Chamber, what kind of moves he's going to pull out. Um, I don't think I'll start scratching names off the list. Um, Cesaro, I think he'll have, like, I agree with you, good showing, but he won't win the Chamber. Christian, there's been talk that his contract is running up soon, so maybe they're going to have, they're going to give him a strong showing in the match, or maybe he's just going to be taken out of the match, and then eventually um, it will lead to a singles match at WrestleMania, and something that the company will give him as, like, a token of their appreciation for all the years of service he's had. But the rumors of Lesnar being in town, a lot of people, I mean, Kane was interviewed by a local radio station in Minneapolis on Friday. He said that Lesnar would be a part of the pay-per-view. Then they've been saying that Lesnar's not going to be a part of the pay-per-view, but it's in his hometown in Minneapolis. And I read a, I just read a, a report that a fan who's in attendance, he reported to 411wrestling.com that um, – he knows a security guard whose uncle or aunt or something is, is related to Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar is in the building. Whether it's true or not, this is what this kid is saying. So, I mean, the speculation can begin as, to, as far as how the, the outcome of the match is going to take place and what the ramifications are for WrestleMania. I do agree. Daniel Bryan and, uh, and Randy Orton are the two big favorites. I think, this, I think Orton needs the win in this match because he's dropped a few matches to a guy like Cesaro and to – you know, uh, several matches to some of his opponents in the chamber match tonight. So this will help Randy Orton solidify himself as a um, as a real threat heading into WrestleMania with the WWE Championship if they're going to go with a singles match with him and Batista. Things can always change, you know, heading into WrestleMania. We could see Orton win tonight, but maybe he'll lose. Maybe they'll do a rematch and he'll lose the title tomorrow night. You know, tomorrow night. Uh, not, to, not to get ahead of ourselves, but tomorrow night is the Monday Night Raw two-hour, you know, it's going to be a three-hour show, but the launch of the network is tomorrow evening at 11.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What if they decide to do a title match heading into the launch of the network to entice viewers to, to, to get the, uh, the pay-per-view? So maybe we see a, a Randy Orton loss this evening to Daniel Bryan, but then we have a title match tomorrow night. Or maybe we see Randy Orton win and then Daniel Bryan wins the title tomorrow night. Uh, who knows what could take place? One of those two is going to win. I'm still back and forth about it, but I think I'm going to go on record as saying that I think that tonight Randy Orton will win the title, but it will set up Daniel Bryan being a part of the title picture at WrestleMania. Yeah, see, here's the thing. that You know, it's funny with this because I – I go back and forth with all these things. Like number one, it, it's it's WrestleMania, and and to be honest with you, if they pulled something out of their asses, and Brock Lesnar wins, not that not that I'm ready to write home about it. Not that I'm I'm running to WrestleMania and buying my Brock Lesnar and Batista T-shirts because I'm so excited. But that's a match I can kind of get behind. I, I can kind of you know enjoy like these two big behemoths, like, fighting for the title. I'll be honest, like, like and, and you said, you don't know what's going to happen between now and WrestleMania. I don't know how much I can get behind Orton Batista uh, at WrestleMania, especially WrestleMania 30. That, that doesn't do much for me. The easy way to set up a triple threat match, the easy way, 
would be for Daniel Bryan to win tonight. And then Randy Orton obviously gets his automatic rematch. Batista's got his match already. And Daniel Bryan has the belt. So that's the easy way to set up a triple threat match and get Daniel Bryan into that match. How, for me, though, as a fan, with everything that's, that's happened, for him to finally break through and win that belt for the first, well, yeah, obviously won it and lost whatever, but, but really have that first definitive run with the belt, to me, like, I, I'd rather see Daniel Bryan win it at WrestleMania and not win it at Elimination Chamber and retain at WrestleMania. I think as popular as he is and what he's done over time, have him finally break through and win at WrestleMania and have the confetti and everything and the most popular wrestler on the planet with the entire city of New Orleans chanting yes at the end of WrestleMania. To me, that's how you end WrestleMania 30. Um, but how you get there. And so it, that's where there's so many moving parts right now, you know. And there are rumors you're hearing all in the dirt sheets, and they haven't said what, but that a, a title will change hands on Monday Night Raw. So there's all these things, like, floating around. I don't think it's the right time for Daniel Bryan to, to win the title. In fact, for me, I would almost be more apt to pick uh, Brock Lesnar to win, who is not in the match, over Daniel Bryan. Um, but that being said, it's tough for me to, to pick and say that I'm gonna I'm gonna say that someone not in the match is gonna win. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you as well, Dave. I think you've got a guy who has done the right thing and put over other talent. Um, I've enjoyed Orton's title run. I know Orton does get a lot of criticism. Um, but I've enjoyed the title run. I think he's done the right thing for the most part with that belt. And I think Randy Orton, this is where he looks like a strong champion. And Orton can come out tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw and say, I went through those other five individuals and I came out on top. And maybe you have a Lesnar challenge tomorrow night. Like you said, Dave, I love the idea. I mean, if Stanford's listening... I think your idea, like, nail on the head. Or have, like, Monday Night Raw, like, have the main event championship match and then kind of say, flip over to the network for the conclusion of the matchup. You know, I mean, why not? I mean, what what the hell? The, the Raw post show. The Raw post show is going to be on the network. Why not be continuing that matchup? Why not have the title change hands as you debut the network? I mean, to me, why, why the hell not? Um, so I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think Orton's going to retain. I think we're going to have a very entertaining matchup. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff that potentially sets up WrestleMania. There's lots of rumors circulating that, that the Wyatts may interfere in some way, shape, or form because we may be looking at the Wyatts, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt versus John Cena at WrestleMania. That's the rumors we're, we're hearing circulating. But you know what? They're rumors, and I guarantee you that the WWE floats out fake stuff uh, just to get all the dirt sheets abuzz. So all of that could be just crap, and, and we'll see something completely different. But I, I think we, we got the potential for a very entertaining elimination chamber, and more than who wins this match, as intriguing as it is going into WrestleMania, the one thing for me is 
what kind of a showing we see out of Cesaro uh, to see where he, he, he goes as far as uh, his future. But I'm really curious to see what he's going to do. Like you said it, Dave, he's got a unique, very unique offensive style, a very unique move set. When he gets into an environment like the Elimination Chamber, what a guy like Cesaro is able to do in there. Yeah, I mean, that that's where you really stand out. It's like in matches like this. I mean, I'll never forget, there was a quote that when the, when the Elimination Chamber debuted, and I'll be br- very brief about this, Chris Jericho debuted that match, and he interviewed him after the match, and he basically said, he goes, you can't, he goes, this is the first one, so you've got to make a good impression. You, you, it's not like you can go back and look at other matches to, to prepare for this. And Cesaro has had, obviously, opportunities to look at other Elimination Chamber matches and see what he can do with the setting in there and his own unique style. And I think he's going to really shine in this match with his, with his unique style and the, and the structure of this match and really stand out. And that's going to be the, the win for him. Not necessarily winning the title, but this match itself is going to be the win for him um, going forward, heading into you know, WrestleMania and his, his, uh, the rest of his tenure here in WWE. I think this is a big moment for him tonight. I would agree with you, and, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping we do get a big moment out of him because he's very talented. Like you said, he hits the nail on the head with uh, unique offense. And hopefully, you know, we we kept it positive here tonight. Hopefully we get a real kick-ass pay-per-view, and, and we're looking forward to what they're going to do on Monday Night Raw and WrestleMania season. Enjoy Elimination Chamber for Dave. I'm Ken. Have a great night. See you tomorrow.